Hello, boys and girls. This is Wrestling Rock on Tour RJ City, and you are listening to the Kings of the Ring. If you like it, great. And if not, well, I didn't really have that much to do with it. You are listening to the Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. Welcome to a special off-season edition of Kings of the Ring, compiling the entire saga of Jimmy Buck from 16 episodes originally aired in seasons 3 and 4, featuring the voice acting talents of David Arquette's favorite wrestler, RJ City. Now, wrestling's history is filled with wrestlers who are funny. I mean, really funny. Jim Cornette, Jerry Lawler, Kevin Nash, The Rock, Bobby Heenan, The Hollywood Blondes, the list goes on and on. Now, RJ's funny isn't uh, zingers, funny promos, or just telling jokes. RJ City is funny how a comedian is funny, like how Conan O'Brien or David Letterman is funny on their shows. He's funny on his own, or he's interactive and plays off people with his sharp wit. He's a professional improv comic, stand-up, and actor, and it shows. He always comes up with original and creative takes on everything, as we've seen with his animated bits, the talk shows, and everything he's done with WWE and AEW. But what I like best about RJ City is he's the only person I've heard who can regularly find comedy in the genre of professional wrestling without putting wrestling down or goofing on it. But most impressively, he's the first pro wrestler to ever go back and forth with Elf on Twitter. Now, RJ City was the perfect guy to play Jimmy Buck in Kings of the Ring, and we were quite happy to secure him for the show. This is wrestling's first audio drama, a fictional retelling of the 1980s wrestling wars. A compilation, if you will, of all the crazy and outrageous legendary stories, characters, and rumors, all assembled in the context of one giant fiction series. And one of these stories is based on the tale of Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman was a legendary and groundbreaking comedian in the 70s and early 80s, who, similarly to RJ City, also had a passion for wrestling, but in Kaufman's case, he went the Hollywood route first, and after he became a huge star as Latka in the hit series Taxi, Kaufman acted on these wrestling impulses, and through Bill Apter, connected with Jerry the King Lawler and Jerry Jarrett in Memphis. And what ensued was an historic and red-hot wrestling feud, culminating in an appearance on Late Night with David Letterman in 1982, where Jerry Lawler slapped Andy in an angle that was honestly only revealed to be a work by the involved parties in just like the past decade. Jimmy Buck is Kings of the Rings tribute to Andy Kaufman, and while the core elements are the same, you'll see the differences between Jimmy Buck and Kaufman in their personality and their story and the twists that have been added, which takes us in a different direction than Andy Kaufman's life. For those hearing this show for the first time, it's 1985, and Julian Kane's Empire Wrestling Federation out of New York is steamrolling the country and attacking the very territory system that is the Alliance, since their mega-show Empire Mania captured the attention of mainstream America. One such figure whose interest was piqued was a Hollywood comedian named Jimmy Buck, who's been on a box office slump and has the idea to become a professional wrestler as a publicity stunt to revive his career. But because he wants this to seem as authentic, gritty, and real as possible, instead of going to the newest craze empire, he goes to one of the territories in Atlanta, where he wants to wrestle the John Wayne, everyman folk hero, Jesse James. 
Now, RJCD is on fire for this one with little improvs here and there, but as the story gets more intense, we get to see the dramatic chops of RJ2. Kings of the Ring is intended for mature audiences and would be rated MA for profanity, violence, drug use, and strong sexual content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. In the Hollywood Hills, Jesse James, Daniel Hawkins, and Willie Williams from the Pro Wrestling Digest approach the giant door of a sprawling mansion. Oh, look at you, the outlaw Jesse James. Great to meet you. Come in, come in, please. Sit down. Comedian and movie star Jimmy Buck, wearing a blue silken robe with gold chains buried in a sea of dark chest hair, disco music blaring from inside. The three pro wrestling figures enter, their mouths agape at this spectacular classic Hollywood home. Good to meet you too, uh, uh, Mr. Buck. Uh, I'm a big fan of your movies. Please, please. Mr. Buck's not even a real guy. James Bucciano's what my mother calls me, and my accountant, and Jimmy Buck's the name on the marquee. That's Buck for all the millions of bucks that Jimmy makes for everybody. And that includes you now, kind sir, so please call me Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, uh, um, uh, that is why we're here. Uh, Daniel, a little starstruck being in here, looks up at a gigantic chandelier above them. Oh my, that's incredible. Uh, that thing? Yeah, that uh, came with the house. It's a bit over the top, even for me. Did you know that Sylvester Stallone hung a cattle carcass from his chandelier to shoot that scene in Rocky? Really? Jimmy shakes his head. Come on, buddy, don't be such a rube. Now what can I get you, rapscallions? I got beer and tab in the fridge, a bar full of liquor over there, and plenty of nose candy too, if you have a sweet nose. What's your poison, gentlemen? Willie Williams starts walking towards the bar. I'll get my tab and Jack. I mix anything for you three? Sorry, Willie. You gotta hit the bricks. But I brought Jesse here. You can't kick me out. I can and I will, amigo. This meeting right here ain't for public consumption. Particularly if it leads where I'm hoping and I don't trust your journalistic instincts to not blab your mouth on everything that goes on. You can trust me, guys. No way, Wellie. You did your part. I love you for it. Now beat it. Scram. Willie hangs his head and walks out. I have to say, Jimmy, Bank Robbery Bonanza was the best movie. In college, me and my buddies must have seen it six times. Hey, Jesse, what's wrong with your friend over here? He sounds like someone drilled a hole in his cheek or something. Daniel looks down ashamed. Come on now, Jimmy. This is Daniel Hawkins, the owner of Southeast Championship Wrestling. Oh, the suit who writes the checks, huh? Figured there'd have to be a reason you're here. Yes, young man, bank robbery bonanza was the best. An old-time classic, the movie that put me on the map and the path to Hollywood stardom. Well, not as good, Hockey House made me more money than Bonanza. Then in 1981, Bank Robbery Bonanza 2 came out and did okay, but the movie was awful. I mean, why would you rob another bank? This didn't make any sense, but who gives a shit, right boys? Then Hot Rods in Love was a bomb and Tifa 2 was an even bigger bomb. It's really Tifa no one. According to my manager, Morty, America doesn't like to see me in, ooh, romantic situations. The studios say I'm not charming enough. Well, I say that's a crock of shit. I am fucking charming. Daniel seems petrified and doesn't say a thing. Jimmy calms down. 
So I says, stop pitching me for romantic pictures, put me back in straight comedy. But then they cast this Eddie Murphy flash in the pan for Beverly Hills Cop, the part that should have been mine. And that's when I realized I need to embrace my natural abilities once again. If people find me obnoxious and overbearing, then I'm gonna be obnoxious and overbearing. If Eddie Murphy can be a smart ass, then I can be even smart assier than his smart ass. Jimmy walks over to the bar where there's already a line of cocaine on a mirror. And then I saw Empire Mania. He leans over and takes a long snort. <sighs> it was glorious. Took me right back to the good old days, taking the Q train to the garden to see Dominic Dante, a true paisan. Now that was a real man like you, Jesse. Not like that pumped up prima donna Thor Hansen. But it's the theater of it that I love. Real heroes and villains. That's my ticket to show what I can be to Hollywood. Now what exactly are you proposing? I want to wrestle you, Jesse James. Not right away, we work our way up to it. My manager Morty will keep the papers in the loop the whole time. I can get us publicity. I can even get us on the Eddie Carr Show. Eddie Carr Show? Eddie Carr is a, a late night institution. You got that right, Glenn. It's Daniel. Boy, I don't know, Jimmy. Now, I don't doubt the publicity you can get us, but you're a bit different from Sylvester Stallone. I mean, you're probably 150 pounds soaking wet. No offense, but it'd be a joke. That's the point, Jesse. I once saw you with that one manager. It's the same thing. You want to be a manager? No, but the fans love to see you beating the shit out of a manager because they hated him. It'll be the same thing for me. The fans know I don't stand a chance of beating you, but they want to see me get my ass kicked. I'll make them want to see me get my ass kicked. I did stand-up for 15 years working clubs before I made my first appearance on the Eddie Carr Show, and that's when everything changed. I can make the people laugh, but I also know what it's like to bomb. And to infuriate people, too. Let me do that, and we both win. Jimmy licks his lips, hoping for a yes, staring at Jesse. I don't want it to look like Killian Kavanaugh and Sylvester Stallone at Empire Mania. A, a blind man could see that was bullshit. Jimmy pumps his fist, knowing Jesse's in, they're just negotiating. I couldn't agree more, I want this to look real. No funny business, other than, you know, my own funny business, but this part of that funny business is no funny business. I want people to look back on this years from now, decades from now, and swear that this was all on the up and up. We do that, this conversation cannot leave this room. And I'm gonna need to smart you up on a few things about how this business works and what you can say and what you can't. Because if anyone asks me about you and what we arranged or planned, I will deny it to my grave. I'd have it no other way. What do you say, cowboy? Shall we mount up? He looks into Jesse's eyes with his hand extended. Jesse looks to Hawkins, who desperately wants this, and shakes Jimmy's hand. I think we should get this all planned out tonight. Yes! A writer's meeting. I love it, babe. I love it. I got two kilos of Columbia's finest to get us through the night. Dip your pens, my friends. Dip your pens. Uh, I, I think I'll be okay with Sanka. Well, suit yourself, Sheriff. I'm gonna get started. You. Looks at Daniel. 
Mitzi with the frizzy hair like Bozo the Clown. Get a notebook. I work quick. The magic is going to pour out of me. You write it all down. I pass out. And then we got the notes because I'll have absolutely no recollection of what I just said. Okay. Let's get started. Welcome back to All-Star Wrestling from Atlanta, Georgia, only on the Superstation WVBS. I have a, a very special guest to introduce you to this week. He's the star of such classic comedy movies like Bank Robbery Bonanza and Hockey House. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jimmy Buck. Jimmy Buck steps out in a tweed sports coat and button shirt, his frizzy dark hair combed down. Thank you, Jay. I'm a big fan of the show, and I'm very happy to be here. You're a, a big Hollywood movie star. Why are you here? Well, Jay, we get time in between pictures. Some spend time with their families. Others have uh, hobbies. You know, my dream was always to step into that ring. You want to be a professional wrestler? Yes, sir. That was always the dream. And I've spoken with the heads at Hawkins Promotions, and they're allowing me to participate in a exhibition match right here next week. Really? That's amazing. Have you even trained to wrestle before? No, 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 I haven't, Jim. But I don't think I'm going to need that much training. Okay, uh, how's that? Uh, this ain't easy. These are, are big, tough guys. I'm aware of that, but I still think uh, I'll be fine. Just, you know, on my own natural abilities. Okay, uh, Who's your opponent? I think I'd like to keep that a surprise for now. And next week, you'll find out. Jimmy Buck stands in the middle of the ring in WVBS Studios for Southeast Championship Wrestling. Wearing gray sweatpants and matching sweatshirt with black knee pads and elbow pads. Fans are a little confused, but curious. And his opponent, on the way to the ring, she hails from Athens, Georgia, and weighed in at 105 pounds, Claire Bender. A small, meek-looking red-haired woman in jeans and a purple top slowly makes her way to the ring. She looks around unsure and steps through the ropes, while Jimmy bounces around warming up, staring her down like a matador preparing for the fight of his life. Okay, fans, looks like uh, we have our answer here. Jimmy Buck is wrestling this woman, this Claire Bender. Okay, oh brother. Okay, Jimmy has taken her down, putting all his weight on this poor girl. Oh, come on, is this necessary? What's going on here? Okay, thank God that's all. Okay, Jimmy Buck has done it. He has indeed made his wrestling debut. This nice woman, Claire, who is it? Oh, jeez. Uh, Jimmy Buck acting like he just won the World Series. Come on. Okay, okay, Jimmy Buck's coming over here. I told you, Jay, I can do this because I'm wrestling women. You bring any of these bros into the ring, and I'll beat them all. Women are good to scrub potatoes and carrots and raisin babies. They can't do this. They don't have the brains to do it. Any of you skirts out there and 
TV land with the guts. Sending your pictures to this station. Give me an address, Delvo. It's an open challenge to anyone. I will give a thousand of my whew, Hollywood bucks to any woman who can beat me. The SCW Brain Trust is feeling pretty good after these tapings as they prepare to hit the road for tonight's show. Jesse James, Daniel Hawkins, and Diamond Diny Gold head out the locker room when they see their own celebrity wrestler, Jimmy Buck. Jimmy, there's room for one more in Daniel Hawkins' private plane. You coming with us? Get there let quicker. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to get on that death trap. Just like my women, if it does not weigh at least two tons, I ain't getting on it. Shoot yourself, Jimmy. We'll see you in Columbia. He'll drive with the boss. Really taking a shine to the life of a wrestler. Don't think we'll ever get rid of him, Danny boy. <laughs> Jesse pats Hawkins back as they enter the car on the way to the airport. Leave the highway driving to the curtain jerkers. Private jet is the only way to travel. <laughs> oh yeah. Just hush up and get in the car, Diamond Donnie. Jesse James and Daniel Hawkins are in the hallway of Greensboro Coliseum, having a quick meeting. Bo Riggs is pretty good, huh? Sure is. Really getting over with the ladies. I think it might be ready for an actual program. Yeah? I've been working with Barry Lovelace after intermission. We'll try him out and see if they have any chemistry. I think fans will dig the dynamic of Bo Riggs across the ring of Miss Kitty. They'll want her to leave him for Bo. We could work in some spots later, like him spanking her or maybe planting a big old kiss on her. <laughs> Something that'll pop the fans. The six-foot-two-inch, 280-pound, massive-necked Nathan Wilkinson, now known as Vladimir Rykoff to the boys and the fans, walks by the pair and nods to them on his way through a swinging door into a room where they can already see Jimmy Buck inside. Rykoff's looking good, too. I'm surprised he looks so good so quick. Keeping his match is pretty short for that very reason. Don't want the people to get wise on how green he is. What about Jimmy Buck? Tonight's night we do the big angle, right? Is he ready? Well, we'll find out tonight. Daniel, already worried, gets a look of fright on his face. <laughs> just ribbon, Danny boy. He'll do just fine. In the dressing room, Rykoff paces around, throwing his arms around, bobbing his head back and forth to warm up. Jimmy Buck's warming up too, but in a much different way, with a five-inch line of cocaine. Jimmy turns around, admiring Rykoff's massive physique and striking Russian look. Hey, Rykoff! Buddy, you ever think you're getting in the picture business? I know for a fact that they are still looking at guys to play a big, bad Russian in Rocky IV. Since you're a big, bad Russian, I figured, you know, you know maybe you should audition. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I'll give you the number to my manager, Morty, give him a call tomorrow, and tell him I sent you. He'll get it all arranged. Welcome back to All-Star Wrestling, fans. We've been watching for weeks now Hollywood actor Jimmy Buck, arriving here in Southeast Championship Wrestling, hoping to live out his fantasy of being a professional wrestler. Being a smaller guy with no athletic experience, it seemed quite peculiar, until he revealed his plan was to only wrestle women. After pinning some poor helpless housewife in seconds, he raised the stakes even more, offering any woman $10,000 and his hand in marriage if they can beat him. While I think the ten grand had more appeal than being his wife, 
women from all over the southeast, from Miami to Norfolk, answered the challenge. With the fans not taking kindly at all to his disrespectful ways and words towards all the fans of SCW and All-Star Wrestling. But this past week in Greensboro, things took an interesting turn. Whoa! I think Jimmy may have finally met his match. This lady, uh, Lois Shavani, down here from Virginia, is really taking it to Jimmy. She's got him down! Now he squirted out, and now he's on top, and he's holding her down! His arm across her throat! Come on, man! And she's down! One, that's it. One, two, three. Jimmy Buck won, but Lois didn't go down without a fight. She almost beat him, and Jimmy knows it. Oh, oh, come on, man! Jimmy stomping Lois in the gut. Jimmy, oh, now he's on. Now he's pinning her down and, and slapping her. This is uncalled for. That, you dumb frog. Referee trying to pull her off. Someone do something. Oh, this is disgusting. Wait, wait a second. What is that? Is it? Oh, it is. It's the outlaw Jesse James. He's seen enough. Hey, what's the big idea? Whoa! Jesse just picked Jimmy Buck like a sack of nothing and threw him across the ring. Oh, no Jesse is checking on this Lois while Jimmy is pointing at Jesse James, and he's livid. <laughs> Jesse calmly motioning for some help for Lois here, while Jimmy is walking out and throwing a complete fit in the aisle. On Lake Lanier in Wood Lake, Georgia, the outlaw Jesse James and Denny Wayne are on the porch this fine country evening, cleaning fish and drinking moonshine at the rickety old house the Southern Rebels have been staying at. I hope you know what you're doing with this, Jimmy Buck. This is a bold move, my friend. You're working with him personally. And truth be told, this Jimmy strikes me as two bricks short of a load. You be careful now. Don't want you going down flames with him. I know what I'm working with. And everything that's done so far has gone down exactly as planned. I have no reason to doubt that won't continue. Well, you'd know better than me, Jesse. Best of luck. Denny raises his glass jar of moonshine. Ah, whew. Jimmy Buck is standing in a green wool sports coat with large brown elbow patches with his arms folded wearing a neck brace behind the podium of SCW All-Star Wrestling next to Jay Delvo. Welcome back, fans. I am now joined by Jimmy Buck and... and uh... Who are you? Beside him is a man in a cheap suit with thinning brown hair greased harshly to one side, his head shining like a giant Hershey's kiss. My name is Duncan Brian Clark from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Wait, what did you just say? I'm the appointed attorney for Hollywood magnate and sex symbol Jimmy Buck. And I've been appointed to speak for my client as my client is refusing to grace your airwaves with his velvety smooth voice. As you can see, Mr. Buck is in horrendous pain due to the injuries inflicted thereof and heretofore in one Greensboro, North Carolina, where my client was a habeas corpus victim of a vicious assault by one Jesse James. Now wait a minute. Jimmy begins wincing and acting like he's in pain. This cowardly act, imaginated by Jesse James, was of such magnitude that- What are you talking about, Jimmy? You were attacking a woman after the bell. 
and Jesse rescued her by tossing you off in the ring. Jimmy can't help but break and smile when he hears Delvo say that Jesse tossed him off, but quickly reverts back to character and acts infuriated by Jay's words and reaches out like he's trying to grab him. It's okay, Mr. Buck. Jimmy backs up and raises his fists, then acts like his neck is hurt, wincing like a living cartoon. You can see why it's such a legendary comedic performer. Please, Mr. Devlo, refrain That's from no your baseless no accusations. No you are clearly causing distress to my client. Jimmy Buck begins fanning himself with Delvo's papers and starts miming like he's trying not to cry. Oh, come on now. Are, are you serious? You are all being notified that my client has filed multiple lawsuits against Jesse James, Southeast Championship Wrestling, and the World Wrestling Alliance for the reprehensible and irreversible damage rendered to my client heretofore. You might never be able to walk again, Mr. Devlo. He just walked out here now. Jimmy, right on cue, starts to mime like he's losing his balance and grabs the podium. Yes, now he's just having a good day. Are you kidding me? If I may continue. Jimmy shoots Delvo a dirty scowl. Mr. Buck has suffered severe emotional distress and has experienced multiple Vietnam flashbacks from that horrific night. Jimmy comedically starts acting like he's having a flashback, his eyes wide open, darting around, looking up as if phantom bombs were raining down on him. Come on, that doesn't even make sense. And we will see you, Mr. Devlo, in court. Me? What did I do? Jimmy Buck gives one last angry point to Jay Delvo, and he and his lawyer storm off the set. Oh, there you have it, fans. We'll be right back with the Ebony Express. You believe this guy? In Miami, Florida, Southeast Championship Wrestling has taken over the Cabana Club in celebration of another sellout, the Knight Convention Center. Turn that shit off. Brutal Bob Walker grumbles. This song is the sheets. Prince Abdullah adds. And why did they let Marauder say that? He didn't sound like he was tough-talking a wrestler. He sounded like he was talking to a victim tied up in the back of a van. Bobby Rivers chimes in. I'd never do shit like that. Fucking embarrassment. Clyde Simmons shakes his hair, getting jerry-curled juice all over him. Yeah, well, we all sitting here talking about it. It's all over TV and radio. Isn't that all that counts? Everyone groans and walks oh, away. Come on, nobody asked me, Yeah, Clyde. go drink your beer. I don't care. Be mad. See if I can. I'm just glad that Vladimir Rakoff gone for the day. That stiff motherfucker's killing us out there. Jesse James pulls the Marlboro out of his mouth and turns to Daniel Hawkins. Besides, we've got our own publicity machine, and that's Jimmy Book. And once we get rolling, all of America will tune in to see me wrestle Jimmy in the ring for Southeast Championship Wrestling. So much for kayfaving him like it was a shoot. Jimmy's constantly hanging out with the boys now. Davy Boy Givens, Diamond Donnie Gold, and some of the other wrestlers are gathered around Jimmy at the bar, being put into hysterics with his jokes. Why don't you tell me I wouldn't have brought a frog? Everyone's rolling around in tears, laughing hysterically. You've been a wonderful audience. Be sure to tip your waitresses and bartender, and don't bring a frog. Diamond Donnie Gold hands Jimmy Buck a kamikaze shot. Jimmy Buck, the funniest comedian in all of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And Diamond Donnie Gold, the best wrestler I have ever seen. No offense, fellas. Jack Porter and Catherine Walker, better known as Beautiful Very Lovelace and Miss Kitty, are at a table while he pouts. Kitty puts down her bottle of Budweiser. Something stuck in your craw? Nope. 
Come on, Jack. You look mad enough to join puppies. I ain't mad. I'm in. She starts to walk away and lights a cigarette. Why'd you have to kiss him back so hard? Oh, that's what this is about. Yes, it is, Kitty. You jump on up the apron that young handsome baby face Bo Riggs kissed you in front of all the fans. It was supposed to be real quick like a like a peck. You made that kiss last forever. Oh, come on now, Jack. It was Jesse's idea and it got over. You hear that, Pop? I seen how you look at Bo. It's an angle. It don't mean nothing. He gets up to leave and she grabs his hand and pulls him towards her. What's with you lately? I don't know. Ever since Night of Gold got back, you've been acting all weird. Enough, Jack. You're my husband and I love you. I'm yours and only yours. She kisses her husband and opens her eyes for a second and she can't help but notice Donnie at the bar hitting on a couple girls with Jimmy Buck. Jimmy Buck, who is noticeably wobbly, leans into the girls, blasting them with his fire breath weapon of pure bourbon, his arm around the WWE World Champion. Come on, ladies, a couple broads like you, a nice Italian boy, a nice Jewish boy. Donnie makes a neck slash motion. Jimmy, keep uh, oh, oh, right, I meant uh, 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 a nice Italian boy like me and a uh, Gentile Donnie Gold who's definitely not Jewish at all. And that platinum blonde hair on his head, 100% natural too. But what do you say, little babies, huh? Let's see how many laws we can break in one night, shall we? The limousine rolls through downtown Miami, the bright lights of the city shining through the windows as the party from the bar continues inside. Hmm, this is the life. One of the girl's curly blonde head bops up and down as she's on her knees in Donnie Gold's lap, giving him a blowjob. And with two pretty ladies in a limo with a movie star. Across from them, Jimmy Buck is pounding more and more liquor, glaring at the two of them, while the girl next to him drinks champagne, shyly looking out the window. You, you and me, Diamond Donnie. The world does not stand a chance. You ever wanted to make it into the pictures? Oh, that'd be a dream come true, Jimmy. To one day be an actor, a leading man. <laughs> well, you got the jawline for it, Donnie boy, and I can see you got the uh, best shape for it too. I'll make some calls. I can put you in with Morty. That's where I know you from. Say, aren't you that comedian from T for Two? The other girl stops, and they both look at him. The one and only is Jimmy Buck. We saw that movie. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy tries to no-sell it, but still talks quieter as he tries to keep a brave face. Oh, come on, ladies, you're hurting a guy's feelings here. Jimmy drunkenly switches subjects to cover his embarrassment. Hey, you know what, let's get some more blow. I know a guy on 42nd Street. Hey, cabbie, turn here after two blocks. We're not in New York City, brother. We're in Miami. All right, I know that, Donnie. I'm just fucking around. Jimmy hides in his glass, looking up to make sure Donnie believed him and moved on. In the hotel room, Donnie Gold is in bed with one of the girls having sex. While Jimmy Buck is on the sofa, his girl almost passed out, empty champagne glass between her legs. Jimmy Buck stares at Donnie in bed, thrusting up and down, up and down. He takes a big slug straight from the bottle and slowly stands up clutching the neck of the bottle tight in his fist. He steps closer to the bed, 
and stops and turns towards his girl, her head falling off her hand, trying to stay awake. He glares at Gedge in a demented, sinister way. His eyes are big, completely transformed. He pokes at her knee with a bottle to wake her. You know who you look like, sweetheart? You like this, baby? Rebecca Fasano. I had the biggest crush on that girl back in PS227, but she broke my heart. I was waiting for months. For the last day of school, I was gonna ask you for your phone number. I was gonna give you a call during the summer, maybe take you out for an egg cream. Then I saw you with Lenny Carbone behind the bleachers. You let Lenny Carbone touch your booby? Remember that? How's about, how's about I touch your booby now? Would that be all right, honey? She struggles to keep her heavy eyes open, then forces herself awake as a look of fear waves over her, looking at Jimmy, who looks completely maniacal. Why won't you let me touch your booby, huh, Rebecca? Well, why not? Look at, uh, oh, look at this. Lenny's got to have his fist up a coochie. He's sitting there like a bump in a log. Just let me touch it. Donnie's concentration is broken. He looks over. The girl on the couch backs away from Jimmy, looking scared, like he's gonna smash the bottle on her face as he grips it tighter and tighter. Jimmy, take it easy, you're scaring the girls. When suddenly, Jimmy throws the bottle against the wall and drops his pants and his underwear and starts dancing around the room like a madman. Look at me, I got one of those too! Donnie and his girl are both frozen watching Jimmy. <laughs> Later on, both girls are asleep in the bed, while a groggy Donnie Gold, completely naked except for his wrestling robe, smoking a cigarette, sits on the couch while Jimmy Buck is wide awake at the table, completely unhinged. Donnie Gold, I like you. Do you know that? I like you. And I like you, but they can only push a man so far. You're just a couple of rich. You don't know your brother. Cool man, don't sweat it. Look, every man has limits. You do know what I mean, Donnie? I have limits. They play with you, then, then they toy with you for years. Jimmy is angry and psychotic, talking to the air. You think this is easy? I've been slogging my ass for 20 years, and this is the thanks I get? Who's the one hauling you up the stairs in that wheelchair, huh? I was just, I was just a boy, damn it. Jimmy, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jimmy Buck stares at the window and tears off his shirt. I ripped my heart out, and I put it on the floor for you. Just give me another chance, that's all I'm asking. Another chance, another chance just to be funny. Who are you talking to? He turns and looks at Donnie, his body in silhouette, the moonlight reflecting off his face like a lunatic, his large white eyes bugged out and deranged. Who else, Donnie? Lady Hollywood. <laughs> At the Spartan Sports Center in Tampa, Donnie Gold, completely freaked out by Jimmy's meltdown last night, marches straight to Daniel Hawkins. Donnie, you look awful. You had to stop partying with this no sleep. It's no good for you. Daniel, it was up all night. 
Afraid for my life? What? It's Jimmy Buck. Uh, I don't know what his mere function is, but he went completely psycho last night. You gotta do something about him before he hurts somebody, or himself. He's a little eccentric, probably more with a few drinks, but he's fine. You know these Hollywood types. Guess he has them under control. Daniel, you gotta listen to me. I was with him last night. He's totally bonkers. I had to sneak out of the hotel with the rats we were with this morning. I couldn't sleep a wink. I thought he was gonna stab me in my sleep or something. What? Yeah. Donnie feels a slap on his back as Jimmy Buck walks in, looking fresh as a daisy, 100% normal. Hey, fun time last night, eh, Donnie? You know what? Make sure you get the numbers of those broads, huh? A couple of good times. Sally's, I tell you. We'll, we'll have to do it again sometime. You see Jesse around? Donnie just points as his jaw is on the floor. Hawkins shakes his head as Jimmy strolls down the hallway. Just get ready for your match already. Stop drinking so much, Donnie. You're going crazy. I want to bring out the outlaw Jesse James. We all saw last week Jimmy Buck and his lawyer announcing that they have sued you and charged you for assault. Now what about... There's one thing my mama always knew about me. Was that I am strictly business. When my baby brothers were playing checkers or marbles, I was tending to the horses. Fixing fences on the land. With just me, my mama, and my baby brothers, there was no time for playing games for Jesse James. They pan to the crowd, and you can see fans nodding their heads in agreement with their hero, Jesse. Jimmy Buck, appears you like nothing more than to play games. Bring out that so-called lawyer, trying to make threats to me, serving me with papers. <laughs> it's all a joke. All a game. Now I say, you stop beating around the bush, Jimmy Buck. Cause you know and I know. The only way for you to live out this fantasy of being a real wrestler, it ain't mixing it up with some housewife. By inviting you to prove to us you're more than just a wimp. How? At WrestleMerica, at the Memorial Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina on the 4th of July. I'm inviting you, Jimmy Buck, to step into that ring against a real wrestler. Who? Yours truly. Jesse walks off, arm raised, triumphant. Jimmy Buck is at his pool in Hollywood, floating around on a giant inflatable duck. His lawyer, Duncan Brian Clark, on a chaise lounge in his brown suit in the background. You know something, Jesse James, when my manager, Morty, saw the vicious assault you perpetrated on me, he told me to stop this immediately. And that was my first thought too. And then you challenged me to wrestle? Oh, forget about it. Morty was ready to revoke my passport and, and keep me out of the South. But then I realized I've been wrestling those 300 pound chicks bigger than you, and I've been mopping the floor with them. So if I can lick them, I sure as hell can lick a big redneck like you, cowboy. You want a piece of me in Charlotte? Just show up at Wrestle America, and you can have the whole thing. Daniel Hawkins snaps two, sitting at a table in the dressing room of the Richmond Coliseum in Virginia. Brutal Bob Walker is with him, and Jesse James, of course. Who should wrestle Jesse in Charlotte? Jimmy Buck or Vladimir Rykoff? 
I don't know. Will either match sell out a stadium like this, Jesse? The rent on this place is outrageous. Insurance for having fans on the field and those fireworks, plus bringing in David Allen Coe. This is a lot of money. Don't worry, Danny boy. We will make a lot of money. What if we don't? We've never drawn more than 18,000 fans to any CWA event ever. This place seats over 30,000. Well, this ain't the CWA. Well, CW never did either. Listen now. Me and Jimmy Buck alone is going to be the money match. You've both seen the reactions Jimmy Buck gets from those crowds. Uh, hey, he's the hottest heel in the business right now. Am I right? Yes, he is a lot of heat, but is he a draw? This has been building for a while now, and 4th of July is the payoff. Your show is called Wrestle America. Should be working a foreigner, not a comedian. Put some kind of angle together for the bigger Rykoff. That's your money. You ought to spend months setting up me and Jimmy Buck. That's the match. Hawkins reluctantly accepts. Holy shit in a biscuit! I've never seen that many people at a wrestling show before. It's Wrestle America, and Miss Kitty and Barry Lovelace return from their match as Jimmy Buck and Jesse James are set to go out for theirs. What's it like out there? My match may have been the shits for all I know, but I never wrestled in front of a crowd that big. Look, I still got goosebumps. The small stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, which has hosted everything from high school football to presidential addresses, has never been this full before. All the stands filled, with thousands more on the field, many of which paid to see this match for the payoff they've wanted for months. Watching Jesse James beat Jimmy Buck from pillar to post, and that's exactly what they got. And to teach Jimmy the final lesson, Jesse James hoists Jimmy Buck's scrawny little body and spikes his head through the mats with a pile driver for the pin. As Jesse circles the ring, soaking up the cheers, instinctively knowing how much time will be left for the Diamond Dime title match, he signals the ref. John Silver, the small-statured man regarded as the best referee in the business, who helped guide Jimmy through the match, gets on a knee, acting like he's checking on the fallen Jimmy Buck. You doing something? Time to go? No way. Get an ambulance. John Silver walks over to Jesse, who's about to step up in the corner of the ring to mug for the fans. Jesse said there's no time. No way, man. I need to sell this all the way. Call a fucking ambulance. It'll look great. Jimmy stares up in the summer sky, acting like he's paralyzed. He patiently waits for the ref to come back. Says that'll cost 500 bucks. No fucking way. 500 bucks? There's 30,000 people in here and he can't afford 500 bucks? I thought I was the only cheap prick in here. No dice, Jimmy. All right. All right, just, just tell him I'll pay for it. Jesse can only stall so long as he steps through the ropes and peers into the stands as the referee sneaks in behind him one last time while Jimmy waits. You won, Jimmy. Ambulance is good. Watch this, John boy. We're just getting warmed up. In a makeshift office near the locker room in the Dorton Arena of Raleigh, North Carolina, SCW owner Daniel Hawkins frets. July 4th was the greatest night and worst night in SCW or CWA history. We drew a record-setting crowd. Wrestle America was the biggest show in the history of the Carolinas or Georgia. A bigger gate than anything my mother ever did. And one plane crash whisked it all away, killing one of our most reliable guys. 
and our world champion's been paralyzed? His booker and top babyface, the 270-pound outlaw Jesse James, pushes his Rangers baseball cap higher on his head, cooling off his sweaty face as he hands Daniel an issue of USA Today. I'm afraid it gets worse, boss. See for yourself. Daniel Hawkins pulls out the purple life section with a big picture of comedian Jimmy Buck standing in the ring. He skims through it. This can't be happening. WrestleAmerica packed 30,000 fans into Charlotte Memorial Stadium to see Southeast Championship Wrestling. The biggest wrestling crowd in four years anywhere. And they're reporting our show as an EWF show? Spago is where all the movers and shakers of Hollywood meet. Today is no exception as Jimmy Buck eagerly seeks to regain his mover and shaker status. And on this day, it very well might happen as he meets with his manager, Morty. Jimmy, what can I say? I thought this wrestling scheme of yours was ridiculous, but it worked. They put our story in the papers. Not front page, but it's in the papers. But what's important is the right people saw it. Jimmy sets his drink down and leans in, anticipating. Columbia wants to talk to you about a new movie, a cop buddy movie with Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, huh? The uh, tap dancing guy uh, doing the thing? Uh, 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 it'll be like, uh, oh, it'll be like 48 hours, right, Morty? Yes, it'll be huge. We'll get you back on the scene. Good. When do we start shooting? Slow down. You don't have the part yet. Morty snuffs out his cigarette. It's between you and Billy Crystal. What? That unfunny prick from Saturday Night Live? Why would they want that when they could have Jimmy Buck? Did they see my wrestling matching Charlotte? It was art, I tell you. Yes, Jimmy. They've seen your matches. Morty signals for the waiter to refill his gin and tonic, while a giant smile breaks out on Jimmy's face. Sit tight, and I'll let you know when I need you back on the coast to meet with Columbia. Jimmy looks into the sky. I knew it, Ma. Things are finally going my way. In the back of the Omni in Atlanta, the outlaw Jesse James in his trunks and boots, but with an Oak Ridge Boys t-shirt and an STP baseball cap, walks into a side office adjacent to the locker room. Daniel Hawkins is sitting at the desk in a daze. His frizzy receding hair, even more frizzy and receding. What's it new? I just talked to my sister. She wants me to pull the plug on SCW. What do you mean by that? The SCW name? No, everything. All of Hawkins' promotions. Pull our family out of the wrestling business. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Are you telling tales out of school? She saw the USA Today, where they gave credit for our show The Empire, and started looking at her books. She knows what I forked out for Heartland. On top of the million for Atlanta, our cars for Wrestle America, Jimmy Buck. No, she needs to understand it's not that simple. We're building something special here. It doesn't matter. She's looking and she's not liking. She usually lets me do what I want, but she said I'm draining the family fortune and I'm an embarrassment to the family. Come on, Danny boy, get a hold of yourself. She's just your sister. With your folks both gone, you're the man of the family, and what you say goes. Are you kidding? You don't know my sister. She's the boss of every room she's in. She runs everything in her family, starting with the bank. 
and nobody says no to her. This one, your balls snipped and serves you in a bowl of soup. I'm sorry, Jesse, but we're gonna need to start looking for buyers. Maybe this is a good time to just, just settle out with Julie and Kane. See what we can get, and maybe we can see. just hold your horses, Daniel, and stop spewing out such crazy talk. After all you built, we ain't selling to nobody. And we sure as hell ain't offering up the ranch to Julian Kane. Now let me talk to this sister of yours. I can tell she put a lifetime spell on you, so I ain't surprised you can't stand up to her. Daniel looks down. This ain't the first time I've had to settle down a mad bull. I just need to explain our plans and our vision. Jesse takes the sniffling Daniel by the shoulders and looks him in the eyes. Trust me, Danny boy. I'll do this. I know it. Now buck up. I don't want the boys seeing you all frazzled like you lost your last maxi pad or something. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. But one thing, this money thing is real. Until we talk to her, we need to cut down and probably drive some guys off the road. I understand, Danny boy. Uh, why don't you take the night off? Uh, you're going to kill the locker room morale with them tears and snot all over your face. At Spago, the trendy restaurant where all the big deals get made in Hollywood, Jimmy Buck is with the producers of a new movie called Running Scared, as he's up for the lead part, opposite Gregory Hines. This is his big chance to get back into the movies, and his last chance to impress. Put me in the hospital, and you just wait to see the kind of revenge I have planned for Jesse James on the Eddie Car Show. You're going to be on the Eddie Car Show? With that wrestler guy, Jesse James. Impressive. Yeah, the wrestling thing is, uh, how do I put this? Uh, we like it, Jimmy. Uh, we've seen the real Marty put together. Uh, funny stuff with the girls and the Jesse James guy. Uh, the whole thing. It's like crazy out there stuff. Uh, manipulating audiences and whatnot. But, uh... uh what Murray's trying to say is that we really don't have a firm understanding of where your head is at. Jimmy, people talk, you know, and nobody knows. Is this performance art? Is this real? Gotta help us understand, Jimmy. We can't afford any wild cards on set. So tell us now. This is all stick, right? Jimmy puts his finger on the side of his nose and winks. Sure it is. They look at him perplexed and even more unsure. Morty, who's chomped more of his fingernails than his cob salad, nervously puffs away at yet another cigarette. Jimmy is just joking. It's, it's all an act. Maybe it was at first, maybe, but you know, things uh, get out of hand, tempers flare, right boys? Jimmy looks at the man like he's sharing a secret, while Morty buries his face in his hand. Morty screeches his BMW down Wilshire Boulevard away from Spago, as Jimmy Buck is confused. Hey, vey, what the fuck was that? What were you thinking? Are you nuts or something? What are you talking about, Morty? Those guys were the pop of my hand! They love it! They love me! Morty takes one last drag of a cigarette and flicks it into the street, shaking his head, while Jimmy looks out at sunny Hollywood and smiles. The outlaw Jesse James is driving with the SCW owner Daniel Hawkins to the highways of South Carolina, making the towns. Bird Einstein just beamed me out over the phone today. What was he crying about? Too many SCW matches on the commercial. Wanting Dan Sanders to win the world title. That stubborn old fart. 
We negotiated the main event at the barbecue so everybody will shine. I agreed to give Apollo Samson a pin, even though I'm the damn champ. I, I done compromised enough. Uh, did he ask why we ain't using closed circuit for this? You know, I don't think you know what that is anyway. Thank goodness for small favors. I don't know how long I can stage him off, Jesse. We almost there, Danny boy. First up is me and Jimmy Buck on the Eddie Carr Show. That sets up Thanksgiving. Closed circuit folks told us they can only set up one show in a month, so we need it for our show, not the Super Bowl. That's me versus Jimmy Buck beaming across the country on closed circuit TV. And this time, Jimmy done smartened up all them reporters for all the big papers and magazines. They ain't gonna get us mixed up with the Empire Wrestling Federation ever again. And then a couple weeks later, is the Super Bowl of wrestling. We're gonna have the best wrestlers in the entire alliance, all in one locker room. That's when we're gonna let them know we're gonna continue our expansion from St. Louis throughout the country behind our show on VBS and the best syndication package in the alliance. We're gonna drop the SCW name once and for all and be known as the WWA from that point on and start a new era. St. Louis is gonna ruffle some feathers, but at the end of the day, we're doing what's best for the business because the old dogs of the alliance, they just ain't fit to take on Julian. Any boy, it's up to us. At the Graciela Hotel in Burbank, California, down the street from the studios where the Eddie Carr Show takes place, Jimmy Buck and the outlaw Jesse James meet to make final preparations. Now this is all about setting up Thanksgiving from Greensboro. After Eddie shows that highlight reel of you being a son of a bitch, you're gonna cut another heel promo on me. And I mean really go off. Now my cue will be when you say redneck trash, then I'm gonna slap you. Jimmy Buck rubs his hands together. Yeah, I love it. As you guys always say, that's how we talk him into the building, huh? Now Jesse, don't hold back at all with this slap. I mean, you really haul off. Let me have it. It's gotta look real, okay? I can take it. After I pick myself up off the floor, I'll go in a rant, cuss you out, and then we are. Off to the races all over again. Do-da. Do-da. Ooh, you gonna cuss on the Eddie Carr show? Yeah, Eddie will love it. Okay, that's your call, but after you get up from the slap, just make sure you say the name right when you challenge me. Battle of the Stars on Thanksgiving. As the Eddie Carr show finishes a highlight reel of Jimmy Buck's appearances in SCW, I sure as hell can lick a big... We return to the studio where Eddie sits behind his famous desk, while the outlaw Jesse James slumps in his seat, side-eyeing Jimmy Buck right beside him. Well, what can I say, Jimmy? Uh, you did do some pretty mean things there, and said a lot too. Uh, I'm a little surprised you didn't put you in the hospital. <laughs> he did. Oh, that's right. Uh, when he gave you that pile driver. <laughs> So, uh, did you learn your lesson? No, I mean, he's the one that almost broke my neck. I could have done a lot worse, Jimmy Buck. That was me showing restraint. <laughs> now, Jesse, uh, I have to ask. Now, people will see this and, and wonder if this is all a show or a demonstration. Uh, are you two actually friends in real life? <laughs> no, Mr. Carho, we are certainly not friends. This is as real as real gets. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I didn't mean any offense. Uh, and you can call me Eddie. That's okay, Eddie. I respect you and your question. 
But Jimmy here thinks wrestling's a big joke. He spent months running us down, thinking he can just waltz in and do what we do. He just saw what he did to all them girls. Tried to make a joke out of wrestling. And in front of 30,000 fans, I showed him how funny wrestling can be. <laughs> Come on now, Jimmy. I wouldn't want to make this kill boy any better than he already looks. <laughs> Should probably give Jesse that apology and end this, uh, don't you think? Jimmy Buck shakes his head vigorously and defiantly in disgust and sits up, facing Jesse James. You're lucky I didn't sue you. You know that you should thank me for that and you should say you're sorry. I know you wouldn't do this because you're not a man. Enough of this. Jesse gets up to leave. That's right. Go on, you're not a man because you're a stupid, redneck trash. Jesse James hauls off and slaps Jimmy Buck, just as they planned. But something unexpected happens. The force of the slap and the anger on Jesse's face takes Jimmy Buck straight back to his tormented childhood. And he freezes, staring up at Jesse in horror, with tears welling up in his eyes. With the six foot four inch cowboy towering over him, Jimmy scrambles to his feet, clutching his face and runs off the set, tears streaking down his face. So, uh, we'll, we'll be right back, folks. Uh, Backstage, Jimmy Buck is standing next to his manager, Morty, looking completely back to normal. When 80 Car sees them and stomps over furiously. Well, you listen here, Buck. I'm 80 fucking Car, motherfucker. You don't put that bullshit on my shoe. Yes, Mr. Carr. Please, Eddie. This is just a misunderstanding. Shut your pie hole, Morty. Now, if I ever find out that this wasn't on the level, you're not only banned from the shoe, all of your bulls are moved and I'll use your dick to stir my drink. Jimmy and Morty take their licking, while the iconic talk show host notices the side of Jimmy's face. But I can, uh, can see from your face swelling up. Uh, this, this is real. He pats Jimmy on the shoulder in concern. Jimmy, uh, be careful with this wrestler guy. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Now, fuck off. I need to get my cock sucked in some coke. I'm talking more snow than Diane Cannon's suitcase on the way back from Aspen. Neil, get me one of these girls. All this yelling is making me... Morty is so relieved and grateful as he pulls Jimmy Buck away, lowering his head in gratitude to Eddie Carr. Thank you, Eddie. This will never happen again. I promise. Back at the Graciela, Jimmy Buck is celebrating with champagne while a perplexed Jesse James scratches his head. We did it. Eddie Carr bought it. America bought it hook, line, and sinker. Uh, what the hell happened out there, Jimmy? After I slapped you, you just ran off set. No, no, I didn't. I came back and I cussed you out, just like we said. You didn't, Jimmy. You don't remember? <laughs> ah, well, who cares? We'll pick it up next week on TV. Then we can build to the big rematch on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out later. Um, yeah, yeah, Jesse. We will, but once those assholes from the studio see the show tonight, I know I'll get this part. And I will be back, baby. Jimmy Buck is back. The Buck is back. And I won't forget this, Mr. James. I'll get you a part in this movie, I promise. Uh, I thought we were going to treat this like a shoot. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's right. Well, I'll, go, I'll get you a part in some other picture. Or maybe, uh, I, maybe I'll buy you a solid gold Cadillac, huh? I'll do something for you. Hey, all I need is for you to headline our big show, and it'll be our Empire Mania. Yeah, fuck Julian Kane. Fuck that guy. 
Silent Monday Morning in Jimmy Buck's enormous mansion in the Hollywood Hills, paid for by his payoff for Hockey House back in 1978. His housekeeper lets herself in through the kitchen and starts vacuuming the dining room before entering the foyer, the spectacular foyer where Jimmy Buck first met Jesse James and Daniel Hawkins last year, with that gigantic chandelier hanging from the tall mansion ceiling. You've reached Jimmy Buck. Leave a message after the beep, or go fuck yourself. Jimmy, it's over. Billy Crystal got the part. You'll see it in today's variety. As usual, you took it too far. You scared the shit out of them at Spago, and your little stunt on the Eddie Car Show clinched it. <sighs> they wanted you, but they were petrified about what you might pull on set, and didn't want to risk bringing you on. And I think they speak for this whole fucking town with that sentiment. This was it, Jimmy. Your last chance, and you blew it. You fucking blew it. On the floor of the foyer, is a copy of the newest Variety magazine with a headline echoing what Morty is saying about Billy Crystal getting the part in the new movie, Running Scared. The cover of the magazine, however, obscured by a slow drip of bile, blood, and saliva as Jimmy Buck, or James Bucciano as his mother called him, hangs lifelessly by a rope from that chandelier. Thanksgiving in Greensboro, and the tradition is wrestling after everyone's eaten their giant meal with friends and family. Jesse James pulls up to the parking lot of Greensboro Coliseum, the site of SCW's biggest annual show of the year, yet the parking lot tonight isn't as crowded as usual as he shakes his head seeing the marquee for Battle of the Stars with no main event. Jesse barely notices as he walks in past the Ebony Express, David Gibbons, King Kong, Cyrus, and others, but they're not even looking him in the eye. He sets his Halliburton down near his usual locker and finds Daniel Hawkins in the office. Jesse, uh, you're here. <laughs> well, why wouldn't I be? I don't know, it's just... I know this Jimmy Buck suicide is throwing our show for a loop since we got no main event, and with no main event, we got no draw. Uh, I get that. I know we expected a big walk-up, but uh, I ain't seeing much out there. It's not the lack of a main event, Jesse. It's you. What are you on about? I know you, Jesse, and I know what you and Jimmy were doing all this time, but, but kayfabe in the locker room is going to have consequences. I think it was half a shoot between you two. I see your point, but they got to know withholding how an angle is going to play out is, is normal. That's just the locker room. I didn't even get to the general public. I'm not following you, Danny boy. This shouldn't affect the box office. Uh, Jimmy was a, a bonus attraction in the first place. We aren't built around here. Jesse, the last thing anyone in the country saw was you smacking Jimmy Buck like a fucking monster and him crying like a child and running away. Look! Jimmy looks down at the desk with the newest Greensboro News and Record with a headline straight from the Associated Press circulating in every other newspaper across the country. SCW pro wrestler Jesse James drives beloved comedian Jimmy Buck to suicide. See, Hugh, you have to understand these wrestlers are nothing but bullies 
who can't stand when you expose them for what they are. That monster crusher Krawcheck slapped me, destroyed my neck and eardrums, and now the outlaw Jesse James does the same to beloved comedian Jimmy Buck on national television before 20 million people across the country? He killed this poor, troubled man. And the repercussions of this? I even heard from an inside source that Jimmy Buck was going to star in the new Running Scared movie, but since Jimmy Buck killed himself, they had to replace him with Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal? That's awful. Oh, but there's more from professional wrestling, Hugh. This industry is truly the worst of the worst and are hell-bent on destroying America and its values. For him and AMW, Peyton Thomas sees Daniel Hawkins. Here's Daniel now. I worked enough shows here at the Checker Dome to know what a sellout looks like, Hawkins, and this ain't it. House looks the same as any other random Heartland show. Well, what happened, Wonder Boy? We expect a big market. <laughs> Bullshit. Come on. Anything, there are probably people trying to toying in their tickets for a refund. A guilty look washes over Hawkins. Oh, shit, Daniel. Were there people asking for refunds? <laughs> Can you blame them? The guy in the main event's a goddamn killer. The outlaw Jesse James walks in with a brave satin jacket and Richard Petty cap pulled low, and instead of the usual jovial reception from his friends throughout the alliance he usually gets, they look at him like he just slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Jesse sits down at the table with the others. Got a lot of nerve even showing up here, James. Jesse raises an eyebrow as he glares at Bert. What did you just say? You and Daniel here really screwed the pooch. Between that worthless commercial and you on the Eddie Carr show. I mean, what kind of low life are you? Slapping them like that on TV. At least when Crusher did it, it was against that Weasley reporter. You did it against a guy who made bank robbery bonanza. Funniest goddamn movie I've ever seen. Before she do them bullshit matches against him, then the slap. Okay, now that's enough. Jimmy Buck was already on the verge of a nervous breakdown, and it snapped. Cause you slapped him on the Eddie Carr show. Listen to me. Our whole deal was a work from the start. He worked out the entire Eddie Carr show, and he forgot the spot, and, and he took off. He was supposed to come back at me, cut a promo. Uh, oh hell, what's the matter anyway? Y'all got your minds made up. But just know that he snapped, cause he lost a part in that new cop movie. We're supposed to believe he killed himself because of a movie? That's a good one, Jesse. No matter what the reason was, the people hate you right now and think you drove a man to suicide. Y'all think I drove that man to hang himself with a rope because of a slap? No one says anything. Sweet Jesus, give me the strength. Enough, everybody. Just listen, Jesse. We've been talking, and we're all in agreement. Our main event has all the babyface champions of the Alliance against the Russians and Prince Abdullah. We think you should sit out. Jesse shakes his head. Is this a rib? Afraid not, Jesse. Your name's all over the national news and you're killing this show. There is no walk-up. And it sounds like people who already bought tickets are trying to get refunds. Weird the same thing happened to you on Thanksgiving. We don't want to see the fans walk out for our main event because of you. It also don't look good you being the world champion of the entire alliance, too. Just something else we need to discuss. You know what? Fuck y'all. Go ahead and pull me out of the match. That's fine. 
But if you're gonna do that, then at least put in Bo Riggs as my replacement. No way! Main event's already too green. We should move Gabriel Angel up. Uh, no. My son's working Kenny West, and that's final. Well, how about Brad Milkins? How about the Rock and Roller? Put them in there. They get over wherever they are. There you go again, Hawkins. Always trying to put your guys over. Fuck all that. Give the people what they want. We're in St. Louis. Crusher Crawcheck should be in the main event. They all nod. Makes the most sense. You could use a main event payoff anyway. I'll tell Crusher. All right, we done now? Think I need a smoke. Every month. Tiny Gold pulls up to Jesse James Ranch outside of Atlanta where the outlaw in a gray t-shirt, jeans, and cowboy boots is on his porch in a rocking chair, dabbing his forehead with a handkerchief and spitting tobacco into an empty can of Stroh's. The morning chores are done, I'm spent, and Diamond Donny Gold is at my doorstep. Donnie steps up slowly with his cane. Happy New Year, brother. How's it, Donnie? I feel like I haven't seen you in a month of Sundays. I was just about to have me some apple pie. Would you like some? The new things, Jesse, I already ate. I just wanted to apologize in person for bolting for New York last year, leaving you in the lurch. Let me stop you there, Donnie. You already cut this promo when you came back from the Empire. Did I? I can't even keep track anymore. Jesse walks inside his house. That's ancient history. Now sit a spell. I'll get the apple pie. He comes back with a large mason jar filled with golden liquid like apple juice. I thought you were getting apple pie. I did. Moonshine. About the only good thing Raylan Crenshaw had to contribute to the Super Bowl harassment. Jesse pours some out into two glasses. How'd that even go? What's next? Nothing's next. That little gathering was a goat rodeo if I ever saw one. Donnie takes a swig. Whew, this is really strong. Charlie Gotts didn't even show up. Uh, Nelly appointed himself head booker. His guys turned a match into a shoot with Brick and Tiger. And after that, he had no idea. Well, Jesse grits his teeth after he sips his apple pie. We don't need the Alliance to do what I want to do. You know them boys? Uh, the Russians, Bo Riggs, Apollo, the Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm the one who discovered them up in that shithole bar up in Wisconsin and broke them in the business. They all went and became big stars for the other territories. But I'm fixing to start bringing them all back to me. They would be big. They worked with Apollo, a lot of big time potential. Yeah, well that brings me to SCW's biggest problem. With my current, uh, predicament, we need baby faces. Now other than the youngin' Bo Riggs, the biggest baby face we got right now is you. You should see the letters the fans been mailing in. We got bags of them. Ooh, I'm not even sure I'll be able to wrestle. Now, hush now, Donnie. If you can walk, you can wrestle. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> okay, coach. Uh, the problem is uh, I can't work babyface. Well, I got a plan that I might change a mind. It'll fix you and me all in one shot. Okay, come on ears. Let me pour you another glass. By the time we finish this jar of apple pie, We'll have 1986 all booked out. There you have it. Jesse James with a plan to restore his good name in 1986 in what will be season 5 of Kings of the Ring. 
to hear the full episodes of where these Jimmy Buck scenes were pulled from, all four seasons are available for free download from wherever you listen to podcast apps. And please follow us on Twitter, as well as RJ City, who I want to thank again for his memorable performance as Jimmy Buck. And thank you for listening to Kings of the Ring.